You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Sims inside, finds Brown. Brown, the throwdown. Look out! It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. Live on the bet, 1430 in Denver and the bet, 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use the promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Now we're bringing in our executive producer, also co-host of BetQLU. It's a uh, live Periscope show. You can find an hour before games tip every single Saturday, breaking down the college basketball games. Eli Hershkovich with Tom Casali. And Eli, did you guys post a brand new podcast yesterday? Yeah, it's up. You could subscribe at BetQLU, wherever you find your podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, similar to BetQL Daily. Uh, we broke down Wednesday card. So today's card, we broke down a little bit of Thursdays, although one of those games got postponed. So be aware of that. And then some futures talk too. Loyola Chicago is, you know, I, Joe, you mentioned Drake and how they're one of the best teams in the country only are covering every single game, but one that was against Illinois state on Sunday. This Loyola Chicago team is better than the Ramblers team that made it to the final four a few years back. Wow. Yeah. You know, I was going to follow up about that later. Let's start now because I was looking at your favorite website in the world, KenPom.com, <laughs> and they've got Loyola at 14th, 14th. Like they're around Texas, Texas Tech, Tennessee. Do you buy into that, that they're a top 15 in the country right now? Yeah, and I just want to take a quick shot at Ross because I always like to take a quick quick shot at Ross. Joe watches the show on Saturday. He comments in the in the uh, feed, you know, uh, Tom and I and Tom's chain and why I should be having a chain too. Maybe Ross is talking about Doug Kazarian and how great Daily Wager is. What about that QLU? We're broadcasting on Saturday. You could have checked it out, Ross. Couple things on that, Eli. Number <laughs> one, I I don't really want to listen and get uh, advice like getting Texas and the points when they're going to get destroyed by Baylor. I'm I'm not really here for that. Secondly, shouldn't the siren go off every time you mention your personal podcast? No, Eli? because it's a part where, of the company. Where, where? It's a part of the company, so it promotes the company. Hold on a second. All of my podcasts are on the radio.com app. Yes, but this is not a, a self-fulfilling thing. This is to promote radio.com. This is to promote BeckQLU. Totally agree. Everyone should check out the Ross Tucker football <laughs> yeah. podcast oh, on the radio.com app. Boo. I agree. God almighty. <laughs> he won't promote this podcast, which he co-hosts every day, but he's putting yeah, another podcast. That's right, actually. Let's 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 uh, take a step back. 
from my uh, from my personal podcast that promotes our company, Ross. I've listened to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast not once. Have I heard? Thank you, Dylan. Put up my picture, damn it. Not once have I heard you promote BetQL Daily or BetSweats, formerly uh, the former name of the show. So, man, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. That Well, first of all, that's just not true because I talk about it on radio stations all the time. And also, uh, this summer, I had on everybody. Joe wouldn't even come on my show. I wanted I wanted to... There was Joe a reason there was a reason bet, a radio.com show. Joe wouldn't Joe's the only person I think that's ever just given me the Heisman, the stiff arm. I, I, Eli I wasn't came even on, on you Rostos better you bet. On, I wasn't on you better Barkley you bet this summer. On. It's true, it's true. Can we call calm down here for a second and get back to the main topic at hand? Why is Loyal Chicago in the top 15? I'm Ken Palm, right? That's what everybody wants to know right now. So can, can we talk about how Ross just promoted his other podcast again? <laughs> how? Forget it. Go ahead, Eli. <laughs> All right. So Loyola Chicago, the Ramblers, Porter Moser. Maybe you should have him on your podcast, Ross. Uh, the Ramblers are our fifth in adjusted defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. Um, Cameron Crutwig was a key to that loyal Chicago team that made it to the final four. He's transformed into one of the best bigs in the country. One of the best uh, passing bigs in college basketball, Lucas Williamson, one of the best two-way players in college basketball. This isn't just a mug mid major schools. They are, they're full with guys that play both sides of the floor and they run a, uh, four, four out five or four out one in offense where you have a bunch of guys that could shoot and one big in Cameron Crutwig that, essentially acts as your point forward from that elbow spotter at the free throw line. It's it's impressive what Porter Moser has done to rebuild from that that year and that team going back to three, four years ago when there were a bunch of high major transfers, kind of similar to why I like Boise State a lot this year, a bunch of guys that could have been on Final Four teams for high major programs, and they're going to challenge Drake. There's no doubt about that. They'll probably both be in the NCAA tournament. Give me another one, Eli. A winner, please. A winner. Not like Texas and Baylor. Give me a winner, please. Well, see, I don't give out. See, here's the difference between you and I, Ross. I don't give out plays when the line is moved about a point and a half, like Maryland yesterday, which you were very confident in. I like Pitt tonight um, against oh Virginia gosh. Tech. Oh, my gosh. Are you stealing my pick again? That's Yikes. mine. Yes. That's yes. mine tonight. Yeah. No, you sure don't it like is. Pitt tonight. Pick wow. any other game. No, you this just is be quiet. See, be Tom, quiet. I got something to say. Be, yeah. be, Eli, I want to ask you about Western Michigan Bowling Green in a second. But first, I want to tell you, I like Pitt. It's a letdown spot for Virginia Tech oh, man. after they beat Virginia on Saturday. I love Justin Champagny or however you say his name. Pitt's lost three straight. They need this game badly. That's why I... Ross Tucker like Pitt tonight. Why are you trailing my bet tonight, Eli? A five-point win for Texas Tech over OU. And that's a big one for Tech as well. After they lost a heartbreaker on Big Monday last. Yeah, that was a rough on Monday for Ross. So now he's trying to make up for it with his pit play. Listen, you know, Ross- all, hold on a second. Eli, in all sincerity, Joe, how crazy is it? There's a lot of college basketball games. Yesterday, I had two plays. One of them was Eli's play. I don't know, one of Eli's two plays. Tonight I have one college basketball, and it's the one that Eli has. This is your one bet, right, Eli? 
No, I have two. I have two, two for tonight. Oh, okay. This is one of them. All right. So All right. are we done, Ross? Can we can we explain the bet? Yes. Sure. I just I already did, but go ahead. Oh, right. Right. Um down? Yes. So, anyways, back to back to the game. Virginia Tech and, and Pittsburgh. Ross is correct. Unfortunately, it is a letdown spot for Vatek coming off that massive win against Virginia on Saturday. They outscored him by double digits in the second half. Kevin Oluma had a huge game. Ross, where did he transfer from? Where did Kevin Oluma transfer from? Stony Brook. And eh, um, maybe we should play that sound for your for your podcast instead, instead of the siren. Uh, Kevin Oluma <laughs> transferred from from Wofford. Um, he had a big game against Virginia. On Saturday again, had like 20 plus points, 29 points, and eight rebounds. And I, I, I like the matchup tonight. I don't know if Pitt has the size necessarily to go up against Kevin Aluma, but on the flip side, Vatek doesn't have a matchup against uh, Champagny, who's one of the better scorers in college basketball, averages 20 a game, and he's really lengthy for his, again, for, for a three or a four for this team. They run a kind of a similar uh, style that I was talking about with Loyola Chicago, a four out one in offense. And I think they match up really well against this VOD tech team. And then in terms of like transition offense specifics in uh, for what could happen in this game, Vatek allows the third highest scoring rate from the free throw line in ACC play. This is about the time in the season where you want to start looking at in conference metrics specifically. And Pitt averages the highest scoring rate from the free throw line in conference play in the ACC. So I think Pitt matches up well. They have a size advantage against Vatek, let down spot for for the Hokies, coming off of not only a Virginia win, but five wins in their last six games, three in a row. I like Pitt tonight to cover the four. All right, give me Vatek. What's the other game you said? You said there are two picks. <laughs> yeah, you are fading Ross and I there. <laughs> so this one, I am taking a little prematurely. I'm taking Kentucky against Missouri. The line on points bet is at four and a half. It opened at four. It was up to five a little bit ago, and now it's back down to four and a half. We don't know the status of some of Kentucky's players. John Calipari came out yesterday and said... It's not COVID-related. They didn't play against Texas because of COVID precautions on Saturday. That would have been a great game on Saturday night. But it, Calipari came out and said yesterday that this isn't it has nothing to do with COVID, and he's it's just a wait and see. He's not coming out and saying who isn't playing, but he said that he is going to have the majority of his guys. And Kentucky has a size advantage in this game. Once the news comes out, that uh, assuming that it is no one major for Kentucky, and if you want to wait, I totally get it. But the line is going to come down if if it's not Olivier Saar, if it's not Isaiah Jackson. Let's say they get their fr- uh, five-star freshman Terrence Clark back, who's been out since non-conference play, late in non-conference play. Kentucky should be able to control the glass in this game. They'll they'll get their fair share of second-chance opportunities. And I mentioned free throw rate and scoring rate from the free throw line, so the amount of points that you're giving up to the opponent from the free throw line. Mizzou has given up the highest scoring rate from the line in SEC play. Kentucky averaging the fourth highest scoring rate from the free throw line. And that comes with second chance opportunities and getting to the basket. Kentucky's offense is gross to watch. I totally get if you want to stay away from this game, but these are two really good spots in Pitt and Kentucky where you're not necessarily getting by low opportunities. We're talking about four point spread. So the line isn't to the point where I would, I want to say like Kentucky is getting seven that that's more so of a by low opportunity, but just from a market standpoint, and also, Kentucky hasn't played in a week. Uh, Kentucky lost to Alabama last Tuesday, and they were off uh, against Texas, or they were going to play Texas on Saturday. They were off that day. So they've had a week off since the loss. They played a lot better going back to that LSU win a week and a half ago. I think Kentucky gets this one done, assuming no one's out. That's uh, that's impactful on this roster. That, that makes a big-time impact. And I like the Wildcats getting four and a half. So, Eli... 
in all sincerity, we've talked before and you've talked about feeling like there's a lot of value in mid-major games, but you don't give out very many mid-major games. I'm, I'm, I'm not busting your chops. I just want you to explain. No, I think that's more of a, a vague conversation that we're having that you bring up, Ross, when, when you, Joe, and I are talking about it. And it's a fair point that we're saying, okay, the, the line might be nine and a half, let's just say in a mid-major game. I'm just you know throwing things out there right now. And the market's going to move quickly because the handle is so much smaller on a mid-major game where if significant money comes in on that game, books are going to adjust. And a, a book for, let's say, Kentucky and Missouri, the book is not going to, to adjust as much because the handle is much bigger for that game if money comes in at Kentucky or if money comes in on Missouri tonight. So that's that's my point overall with mid-major games. I focus more so on high major basketball for, for college basketball division one rather than mid majors. But the point still stands that the handle is much smaller, that the line can move a little quicker if significant money comes in. Eli, we were supposed to have three of the top five teams in action, but Michigan Northwestern was postponed. Now we do get Houston in East Carolina. That's six o'clock Eastern five o'clock central. So an earlier tip there. And then tonight it's Villanova and St. John's. Any interest or anything to look out for in either of those matchups? Yeah, a couple things. One with Houston. Thomas and I talked about it on the Back QLU podcast. I think he actually made the bet, a futures bet on Houston, right after we talked about them. I don't know if they have the the offense to go up against a Gonzaga or a Baylor. That's my that's my biggest question mark for this team. But they're number one on Kempom and adjusted defensive efficiency. So opponents points per 100 possessions. That's what that's graded on. And they're also the one of the better rebounding teams in college basketball, at least on the offensive end. Gang rebounding is so important when you're talking about undersized teams. And I don't know how Calvin Sampson, the former Indiana coach who's now at Houston, went to the NBA before he went back to college and, and now coaching Houston, obviously. I, I don't know how he gets it out of his team every single year, but he teaches his guys to gang rebound. And Justin Gorham is one of the better uh, better rebounders in that regard. I love what Houston does on that side of the floor. I would love to fade Houston again, but I can't do it with an East Carolina team that's been pretty inconsistent in conference play. My one quick point on Villanova St. John's, I, I might play this game if it gets up to, I think it's like nine and a half, ten 10 right now on points bet. I want to play St. John's. They're coming off four straight wins. Villanova has not faced a backcourt like this. This is one of the best defensive backcourts in college basketball. Pasha Alexander, the freshman, is excellent at creating turnovers. And if Greg Williams plays for St. John's, uh, he's also fantastic in that regard. I'll probably be on the Johnnies because of how much he means to St. John's on that end of the floor. But it's really tough to fade Villanova right now. Eli, I've got a, a couple of futures questions that I wanted to hit on. Let, let's do that next uh, before we get to our lightning bets. Uh, that is coming up next. Eli Herskovich still going to stick around, talk some college hoops, and uh, we'll see where we're going on the NBA and or NHL card. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Corbello, middle. What a bounce pass for the dunk. All right, I need Corbello with the ball. <laughs> what a pass. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. Sports bettors, are you ready? Download the PointsBet app now and use code BETQLDAILY to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. When you bet with PointsBet, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the app now to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. And don't forget to sign up with code BETQLDAILY to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So, are you ready? T's and C's apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21-plus gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, Eli Herskovich still with us. Eli, should should we knock out the rest of the college basketball or go to our lightning bets? What, sure, what do let's do? do, yeah, let's do some college basketball and then we'll, then we'll get back to lightning bets. Okay, and, um, you know, you can kind of, we can talk about your lightning bet right now since this is a lightning bet segment and you just mentioned it. Now, are you still going with two or are you going to back off like you did yesterday? Um, you, you were warned by Ross Tucker. You're like, okay, he's on Maryland. Maybe I should get out. And you got out. Are you going to do the same thing today since both of you are on pit? No, I have a, I have a good amount of money on pit tonight. And I don't know amount. how much Ross has. Yeah, good amount. Um, and uh, <laughs> Thomas... Thomas has, uh, for the BetQLU podcast, Thomas Casale, managing editor of sports betting over at BetQL, has a pretty yeah. sizable bet on Pittsburgh as well. Do you want to know how much Ross bet? Why did you say that? No, it's just a, another jab. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it today. I don't have to, I don't have to see him in person, so we could just keep going back and forth. Okay. It is just amazing with all of these games that two days in a row – we're on the same game. This one I mean, makes, it really is. This one makes perfect sense to me, though, because it's Pitt. It's a team close to you. You probably know a decent amount about the team. So it, when he said Pitt, I'm like, I was thinking that. I bet that you like something in this game. As soon as he said Pitt, I was like, oh, my gosh. I tend to know a decent amount of the Pitt, Temple, Villanova, you know, those teams' players. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Eli likes Pitt and UK. Okay, so futures. We hit on Loyola a little bit. Uh, offhand, Eli, do you know what the Loyola number is? Because the books that we have legal here in Illinois, they don't have them listed because you can't bet on them. But uh, do you know what they are elsewhere? Any idea? Yeah. At some, at one shop, they're they're 80 to 1. At another shop, they're wow. 280 to 1. I don't want to name the books. But yeah, there's a there's quite the difference. Um, if you That's why it's important to shop around. I don't – see, here's the thing. 
If you're going to bet on a team like Loyola Chicago, I think you're much better off betting on them to make the final four. And I know that might sound hypocritical to some people because I have a Boise State future, but they have the type of high major talent. Now, they're not likely to win the title, but just in terms of talent wise and competing with the likes of the upper echelon teams and uh, of high major programs in college basketball, they're more likely to do it because the talent is there. If you're going to go with one of those mid-major teams, I know Colorado State was kind of a popular name over the last week or, or so when they went to Utah State, split that, and then they split against Boise State this past week. I would much rather go with a, a Final Four future with those kind of schools rather than a, a title future. Okay, so uh, looking at Ken Palm, if you go down the list, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of value there. And especially if you're one of the believers that, okay, the team's at the top, they're in a different class than everyone else. But if you hit near the bottom of the top 20, you do start to get some big numbers. And I was wondering if you're a buyer in any of them. So going off Ken Palm, 18th is Colorado at points, but they are 50 to one. 19th is USC, 66 to one. And 20th, Oklahoma, also 66 to one on points bet. Let's start with Colorado. I like this team a little bit before they got into the heart of Pac-12 play. I mean, you blow an 18 or a 19-point lead to Utah over the weekend. That's not saying that it's detrimental to their long-term prospects this season, but kind of overall, like just looking at these these three teams, Joe, I'm looking for a team, if I'm taking a long shot right now, if I'm taking a a middle-tier grab in terms of the futures market, a team that has has high variance. I know I bring up this team all the time because I have a future on them, but Alabama is that type of team where if you get matched up against a Baylor in the Elite Eight or you get matched up against a Gonzaga in the Final Four, let's say, I mean, Alabama could also be one and done if they don't shoot well in a, in a potential, let's say, a three versus 14 or even a two versus 15 or let's go to the round of 32. They could be out. I mean, this is that's what makes March Madness great. That's what makes a one-and-done tournament great. But when you have a team like that that has so much variance – because if Alabama gets hot for the entire stretch, the entire March Madness, then yeah. they could win the title. Like it's kind of like Villanova going back to their first championship in 2016. They had the 15th highest scoring rate from behind the arc. Alabama very similar this year, and Alabama one of the best defensive teams of the country. So going back to those three teams specifically, Joe, I don't see enough variance where okay, an Oklahoma could knock off a Baylor in the Elite Eight or the Final Four or Gonzaga similarly. Now, Gonzaga and Baylor could both lose before that. Baylor, their one issue to me is that they don't have a consistent interior scoring presence. We saw it last night against Texas. What got them back to uh, back to a lead and back to winning that game by double digits was just creating turnovers. Texas had 11 or 17 turnovers and 11 missed free throws. Obviously, missed free throws didn't help Texas's cause last night, but that is Baylor's biggest issue is interior scoring presence. Gonzaga, to me, it's still the physicality factor down low. We saw it against West Virginia in that non-conference game. I know Suggs was out for much of that game. He came back in the latter part of the second half, but Timmy couldn't match up with those big West Virginia guys. I don't think Oklahoma has that. I don't think Colorado has that, even though Colorado has a really good guard in McKinley Wright, and I don't think USC has that either. They do have one of the best freshmen in college basketball in Evan Mobley and his brother Isaiah Mobley too, a really good scoring tandem. But just from a variance standpoint, none of those three teams really stand out. Um, I like the idea of just betting to go to the final four as opposed to winning it all that you were talking about, Eli. There's a big, I know we're going to get to the lightning bets here, but there's a big difference between 
winning four games and six games and winning those last two games in the final four. Yeah. I mean, and you go back to that Loyola Chicago team back in 2016 or 2017, they lose to Michigan in the final four and they were up in that game. They're up by four at the break, I believe. And Michigan's athleticism and their talent just took over in the second half. So no doubt about it. You, we see it all the time with teams that make runs, mid-major teams that make runs, George Mason back in 2006, I think. You can get there. You can get to the Final Four. But then once you take on the likes of a Baylor, Gonzaga, uh, the Kansas in years past, teams like that across college basketball where they, they're they much more talented, you're going to get outclassed. All right. So, um, Eli, your lightning bet, you mentioned Pitt plus four and you're on Kentucky plus four and a half, correct? Correct. That's it for me tonight. 